Did I steal your thunder? How are we? How are we feeling? How are we doing? Hopefully good. Hopefully good. Um, happy Thursday. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous for this week's episode. Yeah, just a, just a skosh. Yeah. So if you're not following us on Instagram, which you should be, at Unlicensed Podcast, <laughs> we did a poll um, on, Mon- no, like Sunday maybe. Yes, it was Sunday. And the options were a breakup guide, sex and intimacy, or dating apps. And the results were dramatically favoring an episode on sexual health and intimacy. So that is what we are going to be doing today. I feel like it will, I feel like this can be like a really fun episode. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not going to bog you guys down with statistics. We are going to tell you some just facts that Jess found. Yep. Um, just as she was looking into it because she likes, she's a researching girl. That's what I do. Um, that's what she likes to do. Um, and then obviously we'll give you like the personal testimony and yeah. like things that we feel. Our opinions. Or if we've ever gone through things mm-hmm. um, similar to like the different like questions that we've thought of. Um, Our yeah. personal experiences and kind of like what's worked for us. Mm-hmm. Um, what we have had problems with in the past. But I also think like when you talk to your friends about sex... Um, whether you're having it or not, I feel like the same kind of things come up. And so I feel like, and even when, you know, you look at like marriages that have gone on for like 50 years or whatever, like you, you see a trend in like similar things that people have like struggles with when it comes to like their sex life and their sexual health. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of the focus. It's not like an episode on like tips and tricks and like (laughs) how, how to, we're not doing a how to in terms of like. This is not a how to episode. This is not a how to have sex properly have sex and intimacy play like a right positive role today is more like how to set healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. how to communicate how to connect like things of that nature because when i did a follow-up poll i think like the day after because like the results were so drastic i was like okay so like this is like pretty significant right so when i thought about okay so if that's if that is so strongly favored you know Ali and I were like well that's interesting so I remember I think I said I had like four options just kind of like what is the issue I guess like what is <laughs> what's what is, the problem what is the appeal for this episode and a lot of it came down to like it was again pretty scattered across the board between like I don't really like what's going on in my sex life and I don't really know what to do about that I don't really know how to communicate with my partner what I want and what I need. I don't really know my boundaries um, or how to talk about them. <coughs> Sorry. No, you're it's okay. Everyone <laughs> so that you're, you're stupid. <laughs> so stupid girl. stupid girl. So that is what um, we're talking about today. But we will not be alone. Yeah, we have a guest. An an old a friend now. A f- yeah, a if, if you if you would go as far to say. Um, and last week's episode, we spoke about how we were on a fellow podcaster's, um, one of her episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, her podcast is Kiki and Coco. So if you guys have not checked out her podcast, please give that a listen. Yep. She's got some really great episodes on there, honestly. Um, but yeah, we're going to have her on. We kind of sort of spoke about sex and intimacy at the end mm-hmm. of the episode that we on with, were on with her yeah. um, because hers was about like deal breakers and relationships and stuff. And maybe we'll touch on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we spoke about it at the end and me and Jess were just like, yeah, we thought about like doing an intimacy and sex episode. But then, you know, with that, it can get like a little touchy and like there's a gray area 
um, kind of sort of whenever it comes to sex and intimacy. I'm like, what's too much to share? What's enough information to share? Whatever. Whatever people are comfortable with. And we were just like, if we did an episode, like, would you want to come on? And she was just like, yeah, of course. And we were like, sick. Yep. And so and, now here we are. And so now here we are. Yeah, naturally. Um, I think it's just kind of nice to have, like, because you have me. You know, I'm, like, that college age kind of, like, and not to say that I'm, like, a baby in that way. Like, I don't want to. It's more, I guess, just, like, my youthful kind of approach. You know, I haven't been in the game maybe for as long. <laughs> not in the game. I don't know. <laughs> this is the thing, too. If something's come across awkward in this episode, it's because I feel awkward. You know, it's like I don't... And I don't know why you would feel awkward, but, I mean... It's the like way I, I said, say things, maybe. Like I said, whenever you're talking about sex, specifically... Yeah. Whenever you say certain things and whenever... Maybe you, like, slip up and say something. You're just like, right. oopsies. Yeah. I'm trying to be as, like, like sex conversation. Right. as possible. Sex conversations can be can get very risque. But right. we're not going to do that or here. Vul- and we're, we're not, not going to be today. vulgar. Yeah, you know? we're not going to be vulgar with it. Like, very, like, PG. So if I, Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, PG-13. If I, if I say some interesting terms, you're like, okay, I've never referred to sex in that way. That's because I'm trying to find a way to talk about it without being, like, we fucked. <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> I'm trying to be a little bit PG. However, both of my parents have informed me they will not be listening to this episode, which fair enough for them. My parents don't listen to the episodes. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I think I was saying I'm like young. I'm six years younger than Aaliyah. If yes. anyone did not know that. If you so, don't know, now you know. Just so is 21, like I'm 27. Yep. So she's in that like kind of like middle and then Coco's a little bit older than you. So yeah. you kind of get like tears in the sense of like what our experiences experiences, kind of like what our perspective is so hopefully you know wherever you are whoever you are how old you are you have someone that you're kind of like oh like I think like you you know I get what your experience is at this point in your life so we just want to do a quick little intro say hello say what's up um I feel like it's been a really long time since our last episode I don't yeah I don't know why I feel like this week was like dragging along (laughs) you and me or last week honestly you and me both yeah, um, so I feel like that maybe that's why it feels like it's been so long since we recorded an episode. And maybe because we did it on Sunday last time and now it's Wednesday. Yeah, we did record super early. So I guess, it's, yeah, it's been like a week and a half yeah. since we recorded. Yeah. Because we recorded for Coco or with Coco on, on Sunday. Sat- no, Saturday. Saturday. And then the next day we're like, we might as well just go ahead and record, record on ours. Sunday. Yeah. So it has been a while since we sat down and recorded together. A lot has happened in that time. Um in terms of my emotional and mental state. Yeah, um, second that. I feel that. Yeah, it's been it's been a week. It's it's not even like I feel like they're hard weeks. I just feel like I am running around. Period. I just feel like I just... <laughs> End of sentence. I just feel like I can't stop, like, going from one thing to the next. But, like, that's life. Like, the bills have to get paid and I have to go to school. You know, like, there's yeah. only so much I can cut out right. of my life and I know like so many people are kind of like in that me- like headspace of like whether or not you're in school or not like maybe you're a mom I don't know and you're just like I have to do everything on my plate like it's mm-hmm. not like anything can can get can wait nothing can get put to the wayside right and that's like a, it's a sticky situation to be in because you have to make time for yourself and you have to like do things that matter to you but you can't put anything like it almost comes to a point where like it feels like that comes last do you know what I mean yeah but also making sure that you're putting your keeping yourself first yes and it's like this weird it's a weird like dynamic yeah it's a very weird like limbo to do because I can't like not go to class because I need a self-care day you know what I mean and I can't (laughs) like call out of work because I don't feel like going 
you know, like those things still have to happen. So yes. it's just like a balance of how do I put myself first, but also know that my priorities have to be in line. Yeah. So I know definitely. so many people like deal with this. Like I know I'm definitely not alone and that's been like comforting. One of mm-hmm. my roommates and I, we frequently look at each other and go, what the fuck um, <laughs> is happening to us right now? So that's been, that's been nice. You know, misery loves company. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Charleston for a night this weekend. So that'll be fun. Fun, fun. To celebrate my boyfriend's birthday. His birthday's on Valentine's day, but obviously since we do long distance, he cannot be here for that because it's on a Monday. So I'm taking him to Charleston. For the so weekend. Fun. What are you doing this weekend? I'm not doing anything this weekend. I work this weekend. Um, <laughs> woo! Woo! <laughs> work has just been um, very information-packed. I also, too, feel like I've been running around with the chicken with my head cut off. Period. Um, because I simply just have. Um, just, like, getting back into the swing of things with, like, this new position, training, learning all the things. Um, it's just, like, a different routine. So I think my body just has to get used to to yeah. do something different my mind has to get used to doing something different um get back in like a routine that's not one that you're used to yeah, yeah I was in Georgia this past weekend um I got to see my childhood best friend that was amazing for me um, I love that for you yeah really needed that that was so fun um the circumstances were not fun um but you know at least that was like you know that was like an upside that was a high of yeah. the weekend his service was like very beautiful um the inside of the funeral home was packed lobby and inside Aww. of the sanctuary it was people were standing it was so beautiful they ran out of programs yeah um but it was just really nice to see like how many people he had touched um but yeah my weekend was like Bittersweet, but like more sweet than anything yeah. else, I think. Maybe I just say. more like emotional. But that Absolutely. doesn't necessarily have to mean like, like because when people say emotionally, it's like <laughs> equated with like sadness, but emotional can just mean like you feel a lot of emotion yeah. in any given moment of it, you know? Yeah, like whenever we were, he was obsessed with Taylor Swift, like Naturally. obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, whenever we went to Wild Wings Cafe, um, somehow one of like his gym friends had convinced one of the waitresses that had the 30 some odd people that have went to the outside patio to eat um convinced her to play taylor swift the entire two hours that we were there so that was really fun super sweet moment there um that was great um but yeah good weekend got to see some people memories we were like talking about like shit from like sixth grade and seventh grade that you just never knew it would be so like funny and like nice to look back on, obviously, in that moment. Um, because you know life happens, but been great. It was good. Good. Well, I know that it was obviously tricky to just like navigate all the things. Yeah. But um I'm glad a, that you had a good was, time. Yeah, it was good. So yeah, so that's a little life update for us. Let us know what your life update is for the week, how you're doing, how you're feeling. Um, I feel like good things are coming, so that's great. <laughs> but without further ado, oh yeah, let's get into what this episode is really about: sex and intimacy. See you on the other side. Coming at you. All right, all right, and we're back. What's going on, everybody? How are we doing? It's been <laughs> a while. <laughs> Technical malfunctions. So we're here with Miss Coco. How are you? Good. How are you? I am great. I am so excited to talk about sex today. I'm sure my mom is so proud. (laughs) 
my dad going to like his officer buddies and he's like hey so my daughter did an episode about sex and they're gonna be like really like what (laughs) but you know it's okay everybody needs a little guidance (laughs) if like a a good old girl talk you know because maybe i feel like some people maybe don't talk about Sex like with their sex friends. with their friends, you know? Yeah, I think so. Like, if they don't have that kind of relationship. I know one of my friends gets, like, very weirded out with the conversation, so we don't talk about it. <laughs> but um, I personally think it's uh, very healthy. I think it's healthy to discuss, it you is, know? It is, because it happens. It's... It is healthy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because we had that conversation at the end of recording last episode, or maybe it was in the episode, and I was like... I think something, it was both, I think, yeah. yeah, I think it was both. And I was like, something happened, and I had to ask my mom if that was normal. <laughs> And she was like, that's absolutely not normal. And I was like, oh, I had no, I had no idea. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yeah. I remember I was like 16. I was like, what? Am I broken? Like, I thought it was my fault. So I feel like it's always good to have, like, someone you can, like, talk to. And Some like, backup. Yeah. So I wanted oh, for to sure. start today with a quote. Naturally. Naturally. Because I think it kind of, like, sets the frame of mind. So if anyone does not know, there is such a thing called um, sexual wellness, which is just, like, physical wellness or emotional wellness. Like, it's the same. It's in the same umbrella. And it's defined as feeling pleasure and connection to your body's wants, needs, and desires, as well as anyone else who you choose to engage with. Perfect definition. That's where we're, we're headed today. That's what we're thinking um, so now we can discuss. So does anyone have any opening remarks about sexual wellness? Like how do you guys like balance your sexual wellness in your personal life? Like, how do you feel well? <laughs> do you want to start it off, Jessica? Cause I don't understand your question. Yeah, I'll start. Yeah. So for me <laughs> personally, I feel like I'm an over communicator in my regular life. So I feel that I over communicate. I, I wouldn't say you're an over communicator, but you make sure that your feelings are heard. Yeah, I think so too. I don't so think you're over communicator. That's don't for me. That. I, it's okay. <laughs> that for me is kind of like how I make sure like I'm regulated. Yeah. In my sexual wellness is like I communicate a lot about things that maybe it felt weird or like if I feel weird about something or um, I feel like something could be improved like sometimes yes I get clammed up because it can be awkward to like walk up to your partner or partners and be like hey like when this happened like I felt kind of weird about it like you know is what can we do like yes that still affects me but I work towards feeling like my most healthy in that way by like communicating about what I need and like what I think about what's happening yeah. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm the exact same way as far as communication is concerned. Um, letting things be known. Because if you don't, things can't get better. Things can't improve. Things might actually just worsen. So if you don't, like, open your mouth and communicate, um, it would probably only go downhill yeah. from that point. Sometimes, not always. I would, I would definitely say, like... For me to feel healthy or well, and especially with a new partner, um, one of the things I normally request is like we both like get checked out and we come back together and say this is where we are, Mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. So it's just like I know coming into this. I was What's good going to on? go. Yeah. yeah. And coming into this, you were good to go. You know, now if something ha- happens in between now and the next time I get checked up, I know it's you. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I know exactly what's going on here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think the biggest thing kind of like with this and kind of like what we're talking about in terms of like wellness and stuff is kind of like the boundaries thing. Mm. So okay. for me, because I am 21 and I've been in a relationship for almost three years, like the thought of getting, like I've never been checked. I'll be pretty transparent and say that. Be- just because I've never been in a situation where I felt like you needed like to. Like I needed to. And because of how I've been in a relationship pretty much since I was 18. So like it wasn't a requirement for me. Um, however, uh-huh. I feel like the boundaries thing is important. So like, even though that wasn't a boundary for me, like it can be for someone else, like you were just saying. Um, Yeah. So I kind of started thinking about like hard limits and soft limits when it comes to boundaries. Like these are the things that I absolutely need you to do. And then these are the things that like right now I feel a little bit iffy about them, but like it might change. Maybe one day. You know, like. I remember saying on your episode, yeah. if anyone got near my feet, I would cry. Like, the, I can <laughs> I can strongly say that that has not changed. Like, that is, that is a hard limit for me. So just kind of, like, about that whole topic of, like, finding your hard limits, the things you will never do, and finding those, like, soft limits where maybe uh-huh. you're, like, mm, Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one maybe. day. Like, yeah. not right now, though. I don't necessarily – I mean, I'm sure there are some hard limits that I have. But for the most part, I will say a lot of my limits are soft. And I believe they're soft because I don't ever want to say I'll never do something. And especially when you have been with someone for a long time and maybe you have that level of comfortability. So it's just like maybe not right now, but at a later date when I feel more More comfortable comfortable. with the situation. Or, you know, let's talk about it. You know, let me wrap my head around this situation before we actually delve into it. Now, I will say a hard limit is probably like, if you do that without talking to me, then it's going to be like, let me just shut it down. Right. Exactly. This, this is done for it. This is done. Right. No more. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in, in like in mm-hmm. a situation where you felt like those boundaries needed to be communicated like ahead of time? I have to. I I feel like everyone's kind of been there where you're like, ooh, I need to like say something. Yeah, I need to go ahead and like, like, go ahead and dead this right now because if this continues to happen, I'm going to let you know. (laughs) Funny story. And I don't want to get, I'm not going to get too explicit, but I've never been tied up before. Mm -hmm. And I feel like something like that definitely needs to be communicated before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But in this instant, that did not happen. That, that did not happen. I would be petrified. And so, um, <laughs> so the guy, he goes and get, gets these silk ties and he ties my wrists together and then he ties my wrists to my ankles. And I was really just sitting there like, <laughs> what's going on right now? And like, I, I was just like, been nice. um, now what? I was like, um, yeah, this is a no. <laughs> and he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, Mary, this is a no. Hard pass. <laughs> this has never happened. Hard limit. I, I yes. was so confused because it was crazy. Like he got up and I said, what you doing? And he was like, just shut up. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so when he came back with the times, I'm like, huh? 
Like, how did we get here? Like, how did things elevate? How long were you like seeing each other? Probably like a month. So it was kind of like we Too ain't soon, even been dude. together that Too long. Soon. But it's to be a thing. Wow. See, and this is another thing. Whenever it comes to soft limits and hard limits, I feel like if you are getting to that point with a person where you're just like, okay, things are about things are about to get a little different. Like things are about to elevate to that next point. Uh-huh. And so with me personally, that's never I would have conversations about like how do you feel about this? Or what are your thoughts on this yeah. certain thing whenever yeah. it comes to uh-huh. sex or intimacy to some degree? Because I need people to know the things I will and will not do. So whenever those situations happen, I'm not uh-huh. you will never see me again. Right. Ever. <laughs> so yeah. before that happens, I so, just want to make sure we're on the same page. So after that, it was definitely like we were cut off. But um it's to me, I, I see nothing wrong with people having kinks and wanting to be able to do those type of things with the people that they are being intimate with. Right. But in the same token, it's something that should have been communicated. Right. Like I didn't even know he was into that type of thing. So mm-hmm. that's that's why it just threw me off. Like what? Yeah. We we didn't even have a conversation about this. And I feel like things like bondage. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little more advanced than what most people's like realm of thought will like reach to. Right. So whenever people are just right. like, "Oh, I'm into some crazy things," people are just like, "What feet?" And then you're just yeah. like, "No, silk ties." Like <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like it's a different type of that's a different yeah. type of level in relationships, and you have to warn people yeah. definitely whenever it comes to, like bondage. You have to yeah. warn somebody for yeah. sure. I I just think like anything outside of the norm mm-hmm. should be talked about yes and so like now i make it a point to be like in the beginning like well do you have any things that you like to do that maybe other people may not think is normal or you know like let me know up front what you into so i can let you know now what i'm not into that (laughs) but maybe you might not want to be with me (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like anything that would require you to leave the current situation to go acquire something else a utility pro- yeah if you need a uh-huh. prop you should probably <laughs> discuss that with Before your main hand. actor Do yeah you, know you probably right <laughs> that's your main actor i'm the actress and i feel no. like i should know like what Imagine the fuck though, is about you're like to go on. on a stage performing What's and somebody about to bring, happen? Yeah, yes. somebody brings out like a massive prop and you're like i'm trying to act here like, you know like what this are we was doing? we did not talk about this I feel like yeah, the problem. I'm like, yeah, no. The problem is like I don't think a lot of people know that boundary. Like I feel like sometimes, mm-hmm. unless you are incredibly, you know, not I don't want to say experienced, but I guess if you have tried different things, I feel like maybe you wouldn't know. Right. Until this is you something I do. would yeah. never do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think to an element yeah. you can know yourself. Like for mm-hmm. me, I growing up like kind of like when I first was sexually active I had a very big problem with feeling confined so there were things like like I would curl up in a ball if I ever felt like too confined Mm -hmm. so things like that I kind Uh of like already knew about myself but there are other things I feel like with time I was like that's like not for me, you know, you know, I was hearing from my friends, their stories. I'd be like, if anyone did that to me, you know what I mean? And that's why I try not Uh to do too many new things with anyone until I'm like there 
until we are yeah, there, we sure. are not trying anything new. We're not, we're not, no, we're just yeah. simply not going to do that. Unless it's something that maybe we both agree on. But if it's something that you've done and I've never right. done, nah, that's going to take a second. That is going to take right. for sure. Because now I'm just kind of like closed off to it altogether. Like, yeah, no, nah, you can't have me yet. Right. <laughs> But, I mean, I guess it's, like, how do you figure, like, what kind of things can you do today before you're with a partner that you're, like, you know, there has to be an element of being able to walk into that conversation and knowing something about yourself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and not being, like, well. I think, think like, when you initially start dating someone, I feel like the conversation of sex somehow always comes up Mm -hmm. prior to the actual act actually happening. And I feel like once it's gotten to the point where you even feel comfortable talking about sex, then it's just like, okay, well, let's, I think the normal questions, like, what's the craziest thing you've ever done sexually? You know, what, um, you know, just what type of stuff are you into? I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, what type of, like, what type of stuff are you into? Right. You know, because... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I hope. Obviously, you guys don't know what's going on. We're having some technical difficulties, but we're back. Everything's we're back. fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's good. I'm like, uh, I'm trying to get myself situated. That's okay. It happens. <laughs> well, I'll say it for me personally with my boundaries. Um, I agree that I have way more soft limits than I have hard limits. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I feel like it did take me having experience to learn those what boundaries. What those limits were. But if you're going in a situation and you need to have, like, you you want to have something to say. You know, you want to say, like, this is something right. I won't do. I would consider maybe, like, you know, what are your love languages? You that know what I mean? Is Ooh, my that was my favorite question Good. to ask. That is my mm-hmm. favorite question to ask. Well, like if you're not a physical, your if are. you're not a physical affection person, you know, a boundary for you might yes. be the Touch. quantity of how often you're having sex with your partner. Yeah. You know, if you're not someone that likes right. to feel super intimate and close to someone all the time, or if you're someone who mm-hmm. really likes quality time, you may like to like go on a date before you have sex, or like have some sort of like a. A connection piece before you do before that. you go there yeah you know? that's so absolutely I, I feel like yeah. things like that you can know yourself in terms of even like your friends like you know when do you feel closest to your friends and what situations do you feel like your friends are crossing your boundaries and kind of I think you can translate right. a lot of that into a bedroom situation mm-hmm. by just knowing how you mm-hmm. best give and receive love on a daily basis you know what right. I mean it, it was definitely in my notes um when we were thinking about like how do you stay close to a partner and so I think like when you first start dating someone as well or even if it's to the point where you've been dating for a while and now you think it's getting serious it's like okay let's try and figure out what each other's love language is if we haven't already done so um I know for me I'm not very big on like physical touch like I like it don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but for it to be, like, consistent, like, all the time. Like, yeah. you just got to be touching me. It's just like, bruh, get off. Yeah. Like, let let me be. Let yeah. me be for a little bit, you know? Yeah, I have friends like that, too. And, like, I can, 
you know, for me, I'm very, I don't want to say it's like, it's not my number one, but it's definitely up there. For me, it's words of affirmation. I can, and that totally makes sense. And so for me, I've always felt closer to my partners. Like if we have like a good conversation before, you Uh know, we're intimate, I feel like I always tend to like enjoy that time more Mm -hmm. than if we just like walk in and like get to it. it. You know what I mean? Like I've always enjoyed that. And I think that's also why I like to communicate about intimacy and kind of, you know, explain what I prefer and like, then be also like, so what do you like? You know, what do I do that makes you happy? And like, right. that's genuinely how I will ask. Yeah. You, you know, that makes me feel yeah. closer. Now, I think the one thing when it does come to love languages is just because you're more predominant in, you know, like words of affirmation or something like that, that doesn't mean I don't like physical touch at all right. or I don't like acts of service at all. It just means it's not a number one priority, but it's still something it's still that important. needs to be done. Maybe just not as often as, like me personally, gifts and quality time. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that always does translate mm-hmm. into, like, your intimate life. Because that's how you, at the end of the day, and, like, this is corny, but, like, your intimate life with your partner or partners or however you prefer um, is, is about the connection. Like, that's why you're doing it. That's why it was made. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like the exactly. way that the way that you give and receive is going to translate in that way, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel mm-hmm. like, like you're saying, like, it's not that I don't like to be touched, but I like to like have my own space as well. Absolutely. Like that translates, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. So I feel like you have to know yourself before you can say, these are my boundaries. Because you, if you don't know how I give and receive love outside of the bedroom, then you're not going to know how you give and receive love maybe inside the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's things like the silk ties that I feel like, you know, some people can look at and be like, absolutely not for me. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with whether you like access service or quality time. But just maybe for, <laughs> just a, not for, not for, on the list. for a rule of thumb, maybe it might be good. Like if you're struggling with like, I don't even know what I like to just think about, OK, well, how do you like to be loved? And that I think maybe can start you mm-hmm. on the right path. So, yeah. I definitely think like when you want to incorporate new things in the bedroom as well, I think not only like just having the conversation, but I guess like not just having a conversation, but just knowing how your relationship functions as a whole. Yeah. Because sometimes there are people who like spontaneity that like trying new things, you know, but I feel like that goes into knowing the person that you're with. So I feel like unless you have this conversation, that is something like if you want to introduce something new or kink or whatever, introduce that into your relationship is also knowing the person you're with as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. I like haven't really, I don't think thought about it in that capacity of like everyone's kind of different in terms of like what they would they rather they spring it on you or, you know, or would they rather we have a 10 minute mm-hmm. conversation first about the pros and the cons? You know, yeah. I feel like I feel, like, people. I feel mm-hmm. like I always end up dating someone who is like the complete and total opposite of me. Usually like always. You date me too. So that makes sense. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Jessica and I are to- I complete like... and total opposite. So I wasn't up dating someone. So like, I, I wouldn't say that I am not spontaneous at all. But usually my partner is like way more spontaneous than I am. Maybe it's just because their level of excitement is just like elevated and I'm really just like super chill all the time. And that might that yeah. might be what it is. 
Um, but yeah, it's always interesting. So I, I try to have those conversations a little earlier because I know how I am and I'm right. just very particular about my time and my space and things like that. So I want to make sure that other people, like whenever we're entering anything at all, like, so like, let's talk about this. Cause right. this is like really important. It is. It's me. so important. It is so, so, so important. <laughs> Um, so it's definitely important. I, so I wanted to tell a quick story time. I've never told you this because I want raw reaction. So I had a guy friend <laughs> a, a long time ago. I had a friend and he disclosed to me and my friends that he thinks that going down on a woman is gross and that he would not do that in a relationship. And so this so opens up <laughs> my next question of kind of like, or the next kind of like thought that I had when I was thinking about this episode, which was like, what do you absolutely have to have? And what can you live without in an intimate setting? And for me, if my boyfriend said that to me, I would have been like, okay, bye. You know, yeah, because literally, <laughs> and I feel like with guys, guys always, I don't, I don't know this. I don't date men, but <laughs> I, I feel like just with like my friends and like my sister or whatever. And whenever they tell me about the situations, they're just like, yeah, he said he doesn't do this, but he still think I'm just like, then tell him no, because if you're not going to do this, I'm not doing this either, sir. We're not, that, that's not what's happening here. You're not going to say that this is that gross part. and then expect this. That's not how this works. So if that's the boat that you mm-hmm. want, you need to go be with somebody else because that's not me. <laughs> like, I've, I actually dealt with this one guy and we dealt with each other for years, actually. And never anything serious to each other, just what it was. And one day... I mean, there were multiple times where we would fall out, then a few months pass, and we would get back together. Mm -hmm. But at one point, it had gotten to the point where I think I noticed he wasn't doing it. We never had the conversation about whether it was something he did or didn't do because he had done it before. But it was like, at one point, he just stopped. So I made it up in my mind. I said, if he ain't going to do it, I ain't going to do it. Like It just is what it is. And so he, um, so one day he was like, how come you haven't been doing it? And I was like, cause you don't do it. And he was like, so we going to do tit for tat. And I was like, yes, yes, much. yes, yeah. we are why they, why <laughs> pretty they much think? that, that we are doing guys. I know guys listen to this, please tap in. If you feel this way, <laughs> or if you have guy friends that feel this way, I honestly, I think I just need to know. What the thought process is because boy brain is so strange. I would like to hear the Uh rationale. I I would love to hear it actually. Because I feel like, and I've heard this a couple times, like really from guys I've had, I've heard this a couple times that every time I'm like, that's crazy to me because yes, if you've never done it, I can appreciate. For example, I'm not a lesbian. So like the thought of me (laughs) doing it, I'm like, you know, so, but obviously these men are straight, but I understand if you've never done it, I'm sure that you're going you're going like, to think like, oh, you know, I'm, that's a nerve wracking thing. But to say that I would not do it because blank, like there's no real explanation yeah. behind it, like confuses me. And I feel like there are probably women who might accept that in their intimate relationship for that person, potentially, God you know, bless. for whatever the rationale is, you know, that's really not the important piece. But uh-huh. my thought process is more like, uh-uh. you know, what can you live with and what can't you live without? You know, like what, what are your things that you want, you know? Now, granted, there are boundaries as to what people are open to and not 
being open to. If I came across someone that was saying like, I'm not doing it, I don't do it, or like if that was expressed to me from the get-go, then I would just be like, oh, okay, cool. And in my mind, just be like, yeah, we're not going to be nothing else. Like if you were <laughs> cool enough where if I feel like if we were cool, then maybe I could just friend zone you and keep it at that, you know, or maybe if you were just an a-hole in general, then I would just be like, well, you know, we just wasn't meant to be. It was nice meeting you and, you know, go on <laughs> about my day. Um, and I, what I will say is I try not to judge people based on the things they like or don't like. Um, because I think no one wants to feel ashamed for the things that they do or don't do. And it also depends on that person's delivery. Mm -hmm. You know, if that person, like I said, if that person is being an a-hole about it, it's just like, okay, well, yeah, we just not meant to be. And I'm okay with that. Um, and I can walk away from the situation. Um, but if the person was cool and we had actually like, cause I also like to build friendships within my relationships as well. So if I feel like we had some type of connection other than a physically attracted to each other type connection, then, okay, cool. I can just be a friend to you. I would never put any of my friends on you because I'd be like, girl, that's not the move. Yeah. You know, he, he don't do that. <laughs> just to let you know now. Yeah. Well, right. It, Walk that line if you want. It is very, it is interesting. Like, I feel like for me, it did become in my relationship because so... I say it all the time. I do long distance. So if anyone does not know, I do long distance. Um, And I feel like for me, it did become important to know what I wanted because I had time to think about it. And obviously, like when we were first starting to date, the things that I thought about sex or like my experience with it was so much more limited, obviously, than it is now being in a long term relationship. And I feel like it gave me time to think, what do I want, actually? You know what I mean? Like, what do I want? in my intimate life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was kind of where I realized that a lot of people don't really know. They just go through the motions. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes I'm sure it's great. And other times I'm like, why was that bad? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So I always think. I I do think that, um, another thing I couldn't live without. Now, mind you, I say I'm not a big physical touch person, but if I am in the act, I need that. I need more of a closeness in that at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I need kisses. I need, you know, just the intimate the touches yeah. of what being intimate with someone is because it's not all it's it's not all the time about just getting to the the part. You know, some yes. people really don't believe in foreplay, yeah. and I think that's very strange to me as well. That's a lot more rare now, I feel like. I feel like I don't hear as yeah, much about for sure. foreplay as I do about... The act. The act. And it's yeah. so weird because I'm just like, what do you do before? Like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? And I think that's why some people might not know what right. they like or what they want intimately beca- or in, whenever it comes to, like, intimacy or sex or leading up to sex because that never really happens. And depending on the person that you're with or the person that you are, sometimes you just... Get to it. And go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And there is no yeah. conversation before. There's no hugs. There's no kisses. There's none of that beforehand, which is, I'm just like, oh, girl, like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's that's important. Little, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's extremely important. Yeah. But teach it so. Not everyone thinks it's important, I well, guess. For women especially, because for men, we all know the obvious. It doesn't take a lot. You no. know, it doesn't take a lot for them to be mm-hmm. prepared. Where they need to yeah. be. Right. Whereas for women, 
And it's not, and I, and I've mm-hmm. explained this before and it's like, it's not that my brain isn't there. It's that like, I can't control my physical reaction. Whereas like for guys, like when their brain's there, their second brain follows. Exactly. Women don't have that like second instinct. Right. Like it takes time. Like in it, it has to be about the frame of mind and like what's going on and like the setting. Yeah. <laughs> like what is actually happening leading up to it? Oh, hey guys. Um, so here's the situation. We just got kicked out of the Zoom just now. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a sec. What are you guys doing right now while you're listening to this? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> are you enjoying it? Do you think we're going to hit an hour? Should we, should we stop recording with them and bring them back? Yeah. Okay, bye guys. Be right back. Okay, Okay, and we're good to go. So sorry. (laughs) Bear with us. Um, So no one remembers where we left off. So basically what we're going to (laughs) do is we're going to transition a little bit. So in my notes, I actually wrote notes for this episode. That's how you all know that I really tried. Um, So in my notes, I was writing about timing. So like in relation to like the wants and the needs, which is I know generally where we left off. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote about how that can change, like with time, as especially like if as you mature, as you age, like your wants and needs may change. And so, how to have that conversation, like with a long term partner or even a short term partner, just depends on like your own preferences. And I wrote down this conversation needs to happen not right before and not right after intimacy. Examples on a date, in a car, while cooking dinner, etc. Because I feel like right before, too excited, <laughs> too excited. Right after, too tired. Like you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get like the, the full best. Effect. Yeah, you're not gonna get the full brain either way. Yeah, because no, when they're not. when someone's too excited, they're gonna be like, yeah, 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 whatever you want. And then twenty minutes later, well, I don't want to be mean. Whenever it's over, um, <laughs> it might not be fully. Re- <laughs> it might not be fully minutes. retained. So oh, Jessica. So like taking the I heard someone say timing tone and <laughs> and turf. So taking the turf out of your, the bedroom, like don't have it in the place where it's like, don't do your homework in your bed. Mm-hmm. Same concept. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I wrote down. No pillow talk. No pillow talk about your needs. Yeah. Don't right. pillow talk your needs. I also think like if you've been with someone long term, that you need to check in. Yeah. And see where you are yeah. overall. Right. And that could be a myriad of things that need to be discussed, not just sex. But I definitely think when you're doing those check-ins, that's the time to talk about those things where it's just like, hey, I've been thinking about this. You know, how do you feel? Like me personally, I... I don't listen to this podcast as often as I used to, but there was a podcast I used to listen to very, very regularly. And it was basically, they talked about nothing but sex. And so they would have all these different people come on the show and talk about all these different kinks that they were into. Now, mind you, I think I'm a very regular, regular, regular kind of girl. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes I would hear things and be like, hmm. <laughs> I ain't tried nothing I heard on this show but there are things in the back of my mind that I'm like maybe one day at some point Mm -hmm. I may want to do that and when my boyfriend and I have that conversation or that check in 
maybe then, maybe when I feel comfortable enough to be like, okay, I think I'm open to doing this, Mm -hmm. you know, bringing it in when we're having a check-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the check-in piece is so important because it kind of made me think, and I can put this in like tangible terms in case people are not following our innuendos. So like, let's say you've been with someone for six months and at the very beginning, you didn't talk about like, do you prefer any certain positions? And now you're six months in later and you don't prefer a certain position. In a check-in, you would basically say, hey, like, you know, I've been thinking like in the past, like however many times, like I'm not really enjoying that. Is there a way that we can like not do that or maybe find a compromise? I think that's kind of what we're referring to. I feel like you have to spice up your life. But if you're not enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, that's, what if it that's whenever. Why? Guys, guys, hey, we're this back. meeting has ended. Thank you for choosing so. Oh, <gasps> guys, I'm a broke bitch. Here's the thing. <laughs> I didn't pay for Zoom. I got free Zoom. And free Zoom just told me to fuck right off. <laughs> So do we have to create a new meeting? I don't know. Okay, bye again. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We're back again. <laughs> Third time's a charm. It's been a journey. Turns out you have to pay for Zoom. <laughs> we know things now. Yeah, we do. It's okay. All right. So. Getting right back me. into it. Yeah, we were talking about the timing. You know. Wait, pause, pause. Tell me. I gotta hit the record. <laughs> Recording in progress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All so right. Now we're good. <laughs> oh, man. This is fun. All right, Jess. Take three. Go. So, basically, <laughs> I feel... I feel like the continued check-in is, is very important, like yes. we were discussing prior. Because <laughs> you're going to change, and you may not enjoy things as much as you did prior. Yes. And I yeah. feel like things especially maybe um, maybe you're having like a really rough time at work or something and you want the quantity to not be as much. I feel like that's something that needs to be discussed. And I think people end up pretty unhappy like with their intimate life because they don't speak up and say like, hey, like this isn't really working for me anymore. Like, can we try this instead? Or, you know, doing it every single night when I've come home for a 12 hour shift, like isn't what I need for myself, yeah, you know? Yeah. And those things have to be discussed. I, I also when it comes to like the amount of time or the quantity of sex that you're having, like the how many times a week you have sex, multiple times a day, you know, all of that. Like I definitely think like it's important to be with someone who matches that same energy. Yeah. Yes, that's very important. I personally <clears throat> could have with somebody that wanted to have multiple have sex multiple times a day. Right. Um, not even every, not every day. You know, be like, bro, you don't get your ass on something. <laughs> <laughs> Please and thanks. Yes. Well, I remember we were playing yeah. a game at my house one night. We were playing like a drinking game. And it was, was like, I, there? I think you were. And the question was like, how many times a week would you ideally like to have sex? Oh, yeah. And we were playing with couples. Um, and it was interesting because you could see the women and the men answered differently. Clearly. And, and you look, and they look at each other like, hmm? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that. And it was, it was like, it wasn't awkward, but it just, it was interesting to see like how maybe the quantity conversation isn't really had. And I feel like the quantity conversation has to be had because if you're trying and trying and I'm just like, get away from me, 
that can take a toll on your relationship just that because yeah. you're just like i'm annoyed with this person's presence in general or i literally don't want you to touch me right like, that can literally take a toll on the relationship like it's it's strange because when i think about i mean i ain't been in that big relationships um but just when i think about the different each relationship that I have had when it's come to that aspect of it. Um, like the first person I like was ever in a real relationship with, we didn't discuss like what was normal. It was like it just naturally happened when it was meant to happen. Then there was another relationship where we just weren't on the same page when it came to that. So there would be times where like, I would be watching my favorite show on TV and then here he come and it'd be like, bruh, get the hell on somewhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I'm watching my show right now. You know, like, right. let me be. And then afterwards, I would be like, okay. And then he'd be like, nah, I'm good now. You know, or he would just want to do it all the time and I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just there. like, okay, yeah, this is not going to work long term. Yeah. And then Absolutely. like, the relationship I'm currently in, like we're we're pseudo long distance because like he lives an hour and a half away, and so we don't get to see each other every day. Right. So we probably only see each other on the weekends, and so you know, of course, it's been a week. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, even like we've had that conversation. Like, what? Like, if we were to be around each other full time like what would this look like yeah and I think and then plus we are a little older as well like he's in his late 30s I'm in my mid 30s and so we're both just kind of like you know with the way our schedules work and I just think life in general is just like you know it would happen when it was meant to happen yeah maybe a couple few times a week but nothing crazy not no every day yeah. yeah no that's really important because I'm like thinking like as you're saying that I'm thinking about when my boyfriend and I first started dating because he's four and a half hours away from me he lives in Alabama and mm-hmm. I live here in South Carolina so it's like every one to two times a month and I feel mm-hmm. like I remember when we had first started dating I felt like when I went to go see him if we weren't having like copious amounts of sex like that meant something was wrong And I feel like as we continue dating and like the bond got closer, like if we sat in bed and watched a movie all night, in some ways I felt closer to him doing that than feeling, and it wasn't like I never enjoyed it or like I didn't want to. It was more just like, it felt like I was closer to him in that way that when we did have sex, it felt like more intimate rather than we were doing it for the act different levels of quality time I think yeah and that can really elevate the experience I do think like if you had to do long distance for an extended period of time at some point it wouldn't be about oh we gotta get it in we gotta get it in yeah it's more about making it quality time with each other yeah because even with my love language being quality time it's like different levels of quality time like, of course, there are the let's go out and do things. And then there are the times when it's like, let's just stay home. Mm-hmm. Let's watch a movie. Let's cuddle. You know, that yeah. type of thing. So I definitely think, like, unless you just, like, like both of y'all just have these super high sex drives, 
I definitely think it's sustainable long term to have sex on such a regular basis like that. Yeah. I mean, unless y'all just. Yeah. No, I just think it's that element of like long distance where you're like, okay, so we haven't seen each other in two to three weeks. Like, and I think this is something, I think a narrative that I completely made up in my head, which I think is very common. We all do that. I feel like I set this narrative in my head where it's like, hey, so when we see each other, like that's the first thing we have to do. Right. And I feel like in my head, I created this whole fabricated thing of like, that is the most important element of like when we're finally together. That's that's how I was whenever I was with um, my ex. She lived in um, Texas and I would go like two to three months without seeing her. And so, of course, it was like on the forefront. But then it's like there's all these other things that we need to do to make sure that we make our time count. Because I don't get to see you, but basically quarterly because of the way like work schedules like used to work out and everything else like that. And so it was important. Yeah. And so it was really important for us to like, obviously, like having sex because we don't see each other that often. It wasn't like the most important thing, but, you know, it's kind of up there in importance because you don't get to see them all the time. But also like making memories other than sex because you don't get to see them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so like you like don't get those normal like regular date nights like let's just go out to eat tonight or yeah. let's go catch a movie like you're literally trying to jam pack multiple things in like one visit yeah mm-hmm. and it is hard because you want to you want to prioritize and I feel like this even goes for couples who are not long distance you know I feel like mm-hmm. if you want to lay in bed and watch tv all night that should be okay. And yeah. I don't think anyone's coming out. I mean, obviously, I'm sure there are situations where a partner is saying to you, it's not okay. But I think a lot of times yeah. we kind of like build it up in our head of like, is it weird that we're not having sex right now? You know, and if you're mm-hmm. in like a Netflix and chill type of environment, or like if you've <laughs> just gone out for like a nice date, I feel like that's the narrative. It's like, will you come home and you have sex? Right. Or if you're drinking, yeah. you right. know, and I feel like, everyone's kind of like been in that situation where you're like is it weird that we're not yeah and then you have to like remind yourself no it's not weird or should we be and they just don't want to say something or yeah and then you overthink it yeah yeah but then that's whenever like communication comes into play yeah that's i also think in that instance um like say you do go out on a date and then you come home and maybe you feeling a little frisky and the other person is not, um, I mean, you can always be an enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to just sit there and not have sex. Right. I think, uh, you know, it's another time where foreplay comes into, into yeah. the picture. I just, I really want to, you know, because men and women both, like, listen to this podcast. And so I think it's really important that we're saying, like, if you don't want to, or if your partner doesn't want to, that doesn't nece- like that doesn't mean that something is wrong with you yeah, or your relationship. Or your relationship. Like there are times where I haven't felt like like I always joke with my friends that when I wake up hungover on a Sunday, like that's not like my prime. You know, like that's not where I'm feeling my hottest. And so <laughs> for me, like I might not want to because I don't feel good about me. And I think a lot of times like body image comes so much into play or just like your self perception yeah, yeah. that if you're not feeling good about you you don't want to be sitting there like completely exposed in front of someone else, even if they are your partner. Mm-hmm. So I think these are all factors right. that we all need to consider, like whether you're casually seeing someone or you're in a long-term relationship, whether you're long distance or they're over at your house every night, like don't put pressure on yourself or the relationship yeah. to reach some sort of like quantity 
or like some sort of checkpoint yeah. to feel like you're in a healthy relationship. It's completely up to you. And, and as long as you're continuing that communication, which I think is what we're trying to say. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not trying to say for sure partner to have sex either, but you know, maybe, maybe it's just one of those topics that needs to be discussed. Like, you know, in one of those check-in moments, it's not necessarily something that has to happen then, but maybe in that next check-in, like, <clears throat> hey, if we go out and we don't have sex, is there something wrong with us? Something going on? Is something missing? Um, or you can ask the question, like, if we find ourselves in that space, like, if I started to, because, like, sometimes men want to be, you know, they want the woman to be it as well so it's like well do we want me to take that action you know if we have a date night or we find ourselves in a place where maybe it's been a little bit we've been busy you know like yeah. do you want me to initiate sex with you as well I love that because I feel like so often women I'm sure this I mean happens with you and your because I know you don't date men, but I'm sure this happens <laughs> for you and your relationships as well, where it's like one person becomes like the quote unquote like initiator. Yeah. So then you end up mm-hmm. feeling like, well, if they're not doing it, then like what the fuck? Yeah. You know? But like they yeah. could be like, damn, like I always I initiate. I really wish that that yes. they were like the roles were reversed. Especially men, like they want to feel yeah. desired. Like makes, men want to feel makes wanted. It more fun. Like yeah. you can't be always the person initiating and you can't expect your partner to always initiate because they're gonna be like this bitch never wants to do it ever, so it I'm going to stop. <laughs> right. But again, yeah. that's where the communication mm-hmm. piece comes in. Like, she, like, like someone mm-hmm. has to say, hey, like, I feel like 98% of the time, like, I'm initiating. Like, do you think that's something that, like, you could also work on with me? You know, because uh, people are not mind readers. Like, if you're always initiating, your partner is probably thinking, oh, they like to initiate. You know, they don't want me to. Where they could yeah. be thinking, damn, like am I not desired? Like, why do they never initiate with me? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's, again, like a check-in piece. Like, these are all topics of conversation that should be checked in on. But again, sure. it's like when, where, and how. Like, those are important things. Yeah. Don't do it right after when you're laying in bed fucking covered in sweat. Like, so I really want to talk to you about how I feel like I'm not getting fully satisfied. Like, no. <laughs> like, don't, don't do it then. And don't be, like, right before. And you can tell the vibes are there and be like, so I wanted to have a serious conversation about boundaries. Like. Because <laughs> that's going to throw the mood Not the time. Off. Not the time. Pick a, a pick a very objective like, place. Okay, mood Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait till you're, like, on the way to the grocery store. Like, I know you're like, why? But really, it's because if you were going to address any other problem about your relationship, you would do it in a space a that natural felt, setting. Yeah, you would do it somewhere right. that felt unbiased, natural, mm-hmm. and like an everyday thing, like, like an everyday normal, situation, like in a normal like yes. life simulation. That's nothing crazy. That's I not do, bias. I do think we need to normalize talking about what's going on in our relationships. Like yeah. we talked about check-ins. But there are other times within the relationship where things aren't being said um, because people feel uncomfortable, you know, having those types of conversations, especially the conversations where it's like, hey, you know, this happened and I didn't like how that felt or mm-hmm. whatever during sex. And so it's like you definitely need to normalize expressing those needs because I feel like you'll never have the type of sex that you want to have or fulfilling sex if you're not communicating what you like and don't like either. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think 
um, I think a lot of it has to do with insecurity because on there's like, it's like a two-parter where it's like you feel insecure talking about that with someone, especially if you're not like the level of trust isn't there. I was about there. to say, if, it, if it's very new, if it's yeah. fresh. Or even if you're just yeah. like a little more modest in that way. Yeah. Um, or, and then there's the two-parter of like, if you have something you would like to address, you're like, damn, like I don't want to make them feel like shit. You know, I don't want to like hurt their feelings. So I feel like a lot of times people just bite their tongue. But that's why this episode was so highly requested because it's like clearly people. You can only bite your tongue but for so long. Yeah, people are listening or like looking like, damn, like I could, I'm struggling with my sex life and I don't know what the fuck to do. I think it's one of those things. So like the the person I was in a relationship with where we just weren't on the same page, like we were actually married. And like I said, he wanted to have sex all the time and I didn't. And I think that was one of the factors as to why we didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And versus him having that conversation with me, it ended up showing up when he said, I don't want to be married anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, I think biting your tongue or holding back how you feel about your likes and dislikes, I think is detrimental to any relationship because if you're not having those conversations, this other person is walking around thinking everything is okay, we're good, and then you hit them with a wham bam <laughs> at a later date, and it's just like, well, damn, right? I didn't know it was that way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I just, like speaking from my own experience. You know, I definitely think it's important to talk about those likes and dislikes. However hard that it be, it still needs to, that conversation still needs to happen. Because if it doesn't, then it's going to impact your relationship in a deeper sense later on down the road. And like you said, it might not result in like maybe as detrimental of a result as it did or as it could have like it, everything could have been like way scaled down like this could have been a different conversation we could have talked through this uh-huh. we could have somehow gotten on the exact same page but feelings got lost into translation actions got lost in translation and then that's whenever everything just starts having its complete and total breakdown mm-hmm. yeah, I, it definitely deteriorated yeah the relationship i feel like a lot of women especially are very nervous about that intimate part of themselves because sex is traditionally a very like male dominated topic. Like I'm in a class called human sexual behavior. And basically the first month has just been about how men had a bunch of whores. His words, obviously not like the history's words, not mine. Mm -hmm. And how women and they, they were seen as rich. And then those women were seen as gross. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, we've always been told, and we talked about this on your episode, how women are supposed to be quiet and not say anything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in my experience, when I had my first boyfriend, I was 16 (laughs) and I didn't, I wasn't ready to do that. And I don't think I ever explained to him why that was. I just didn't basically. And my mom wouldn't let us upstairs alone, (laughs) which like is part of it. And I didn't want to do it in a car. But we never had that conversation. Granted, I was 16. But when we finally did, over a year into the relationship, we ended up breaking up two weeks later. And I look back and I'm like, that wasn't a coincidence, you know? And I think it's so important to, like, be careful because your intimacy and that private part of yourself, like, share it how you want. But looking back, I wish that was something that I had communicated earlier and how important it was to me 
mm-hmm. because maybe I could have saved myself some heartbreak because that is a very important like part. Like that's something I am more hesitant to give out. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's important, you know, it's special. So I will say that one podcast that I listened to that just talked about sex all the time. Um, now, granted, I definitely, like, I listen to it with the intent to learn things because, of course, there are things that I don't know. Right. But I will say the one thing that that podcast specifically um, puts emphasis on is that you shouldn't be ashamed of your sexuality. And so because of that, I have found myself being, if, if I do practice anything from that show, it's just, not denying myself the ability to say the things I like and I don't like when it comes to yeah about the things I want. And I feel like people are like a, a lot more like reluctant to do that because sex sometimes, especially like the way that people talk about it or the way that people don't talk about it, um, can be very taboo. And so whenever people... Mm-hmm are having like hard times connecting with others, they're just like, oh, well, they don't feel like this way about sex. Or like, maybe they don't have sex like I have sex. Like, it, I feel like people are like really bashful or like shameful whenever it comes to like their, like who they are sexually as a sexual being. And I don't think there's like a need to be ashamed of that because everyone is different. Like no, no one person's like sexual health is the exact, same or like what you prefer is like not the yeah, exact their same wants and needs yeah that it's varies. all different um but i think whenever people hear something that's like oddly different they're just like whoa and then yeah. they never want to talk about it ever ever again yeah i just i definitely say don't allow that to throw you away from having the conversation right um because regardless of like i said earlier if i find that this person is into some things that I'm not into, you know, it's a, I got a lot of hard clothes when it comes to sex. <laughs> and if I just feel like we, I can't ever get on that page. Like I said, there are a lot of things I can soft limits to that maybe at a later date can explore, but there are a lot of things sexually and in life in general or relationships. I don't have a lot of hard boundaries. But when it comes to sex, it's probably a whole bunch of them. <laughs> but um, if I found myself in a situation where I felt that maybe you too advanced, too sexually advanced for me, then I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> and especially from my past experience, not being able to keep up, I'm just like, you know what? Maybe this is not best for either of us because yeah. I know I can't give you what you want. You know, and I think it's okay to take a step back and say, maybe this is not the relationship for me because I know I can't see myself doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's no no need to feel ashamed because of that. Yeah. I feel like we do need to, like we were talking about, as a community of women and need to step up and be okay to talk about it because it's important for our health, I think, like our physical health but also like our emotional health like when I was 16 dating that boy obviously sex was not the first thing on my mind like my geometry homework was however looking back I'm like damn like I was nervous to talk about I was so scared and like granted part of that was my age but now I'm like damn I wish I was able to say this is something that's super important to me 
fuck you, you know, like, and, and he wasn't a bad guy or anything like that. He was a 16 year old boy. But now I feel like I've learned how to stand on my own two feet with stuff and say, Hey, this isn't working for me. <laughs> like it, or, and if it's working yeah. for you, cool, let's compromise. And then at the same time, be like, what works for you? You know, what do you like? What makes you happy? Now, don't compromise too much whenever it comes to no, sex. No, I'm just because saying in general. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah. whenever it comes yeah. to compromise. Because I feel like people people are just like, compromise is so important in a relationship. I'm like, yeah, but not whenever it starts to, like, take away from things that you can't live without. Right, those hard limits. Yes. Like, never compromise to uh-huh. that drastic of a point. Because at that point, there's no reason to be with that person. Because you're not, you're not going to be able right. to be yourself fully in that relationship anymore because they're taking so much away from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just have to stand on our own two feet and explain, you know, what we want and how we want it and why we want it. Like, there's nothing wrong with with talking about this, even on our podcast. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with us saying, like, hey, sex is something that if you're saving yourself for marriage, I admire that. I think that's a wonderful path. Not for me, mm-hmm. not for you, obviously not for you, not for most people, <laughs> Yeah, you know? And so it's like, well, if we're all doing it, just like we all eat dinner, we all talk about our favorite restaurants. If we're all doing this too, why would we not have an open conversation? Because we could be saving someone from an unsafe situation yeah. or saving a relationship at the end of the day. If they're not realizing, oh fuck, maybe this is the problem. Yeah. Maybe this you should know? not be what's ha- what yeah. needs to be happening. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that, well, I know within my friend group, we definitely talk about sex, but I will say, like, talking about sex in this form is comfortable for me, but when we start talking about overt things, that's when I'm kind of just like, oh, no, let me take a step (laughs) (laughs) I have a couple episodes on my podcast that are about sex and tips and you know that type of thing and I was really just kind of sitting there like you know I'm gonna ask some questions you know but I don't really let you run with this because right you know <laughs> you got the tips yeah <laughs> I'm feeling that way right now I'm like obviously when we first started I'm like and I'm trying to empower myself I'm like Jessica <laughs> this we there are young women or young men or whoever is out there that really probably needs to hear something like this today. Yeah. That's like what makes it easier to talk about the hard shit when you're like, damn, like somebody Somebody really, relates to this. Yeah, somebody might need to hear yeah. this. Right. And that I think like is enough for me to put myself in this situation to be slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and hopefully it gets easier with time to like talk about this stuff. But listen, it is what it is. I will say it does, I will say it does get easier. Um... Like I say, I feel comfortable yeah. about things like this, like how being open about what's like how sex you feel, or right. you like something or don't like something. Um, I definitely feel comfortable talking about that type of thing because I think it comes down to helping people's overall mental health as well. Because sometimes sex and gender are not being able to how you feel when it comes to sex it can stress you out mentally yeah Yeah, definitely (laughs) for sure if you think about it too much because for some people in some relationships where sex is like like this is what we need to be doing and then you might feel so much pressure and you're just like (laughs) 
like choked up like holy shit like what did I sign myself up for like what the fuck is this why didn't I tell this person like this is not exactly how I imagine like my intimate life being like to this degree for sure I it it is I think one of those things where it's like whether it's a casual partner whether it's a long-term partner wherever you are and whoever you are like knowing and I think what we've a culmination of our couple breaks but for the majority what we've discussed (laughs) is knowing your hard limits and your soft limits knowing how to communicate those before you you, before the act not after the act how to communicate throughout the relationship because those things will are bound to change as you grow up and as you change and as you hit rough spots in in your sexual relationship Mm -hmm. like that happens and I wanted to share some research I'm not going to go into too much depth, but I did some research today. And there's a study. If you go on Google Scholar and just look up romantic relationships and sex, a so many pop up. But basically <laughs> what I learned today was that good quality sex ends up kind of buffering between issues that are like non-sexual. So like if you have a lot of tension in your relationship, good quality sex can like alleviate that because it's a way for you to connect without having to talk and 90 percent of our communication is nonverbal. that is a fact i didn't pull that out of my ass and so <laughs> if you think about it it makes sense because if 90 percent of our communication is nonverbal, then how else do you communicate with a partner you know that's a way of non-verbally communicating like hey i love you you know we're close we're connected and it helps to alleviate some of that like stress that comes from money or kids or whatever the fuck I don't know I'm 21 I don't have to worry about any of those things but <laughs> Cole and I obviously have things that we work on and I and I've always kind of like put emphasis then on the sexual wellness of it all because it is important that's how we communicate without talking so in case anyone needed research today there you have yeah. it <laughs> in case someone needed to hear that from Jess ah <laughs> <sighs> But yes, I will definitely say, don't be afraid to talk about your boundaries. Don't be afraid to put it out there about the things that you like, because you never know, your partner might be open to those things. So Mm -hmm. definitely have the conversation. And then once you have the conversation, like I think also when you start thinking about stepping outside of the norm and you mentioned this earlier was pretty much I don't know why the thought just escaped my mind but (laughs) it's gonna come to me (laughs) but (laughs) but when you like open yourself up to the thing ah here it is um <laughs> understand that you need to figure out if you can live or with or without this thing yeah and if you feel like you can't like you just have to try this thing and your partner is not That's not you good. may have to be okay with taking a step back. Yeah. Yes, for sure. 
And that might be a hard pill to swallow for some people, but if your partner needs this and if you cannot provide that for them and if they're being open with you about that specifically and if you are never ever going to be open to it, sometimes you have to walk away from that relationship no matter how much you love that person, no matter how perfect your relationship is minus this one part that is something your partner cannot live without and you have to respect that and that can be hard that could be anything too that does not just relate to sex yeah no i mean literally anything for me with words of affirmation like my boyfriend is not a words of affirmation person i like that about him you know we don't need two giant talkers well we'd never shut up (laughs) and for me that was something i didn't i could live without i didn't have to wake up to like my eyes sparkle like the moonlight (laughs) Like I didn't need that, you know, as much as I thought that I did. And it was cool for me to have that realization of like, damn, you know, maybe my hard limits aren't what I thought that they were because Mm -hmm. here I am happy, but I'm not being told that we want to dance in the rain. You know what I mean? Like it just, it, it shifts. And that is again, one of those parallels between what happens in the bedroom and what happens outside the bedroom. Mm -hmm. For sure. Oh, sex. (laughs) She's so dramatic. Yeah. Sound like she's overly right now. Jessica was just like, whoa! No, because Aaliyah knows I'm going to make her listen to this, like, right now. And then I'm going to sit there and look at her and be like, did that sound did okay? Did that sound okay? Did I do that? Did I say that right? Do you think they're going to come after my brand? That's really honest, but it's the truth. I get very nervous. <laughs> she gets nervous about this. I'm just like, Jessica, you literally never since I've known her say anything incorrect. And she's just like, I just don't know. I'm like, it's literally fine. Like, it's okay. I'm a perfectionist at heart. It's a problem. But it's okay. I enjoyed this episode. I think it's yeah. actually going to help some people. I feel like it. I feel like it should because especially whenever you're in like your adulthood and I'm you're just sure. and, and shit starts getting real and you're just like. Mm-hmm. And finding an I feel like that can just be a different episode. Finding a partner based on the things that you cannot live without and the things that you feel like you need or maybe don't need, it gets harder and harder for people, I feel like, to find partners because I feel like people are a lot more open. Um, They're a lot more communicative and they are going to express what they feel. And sometimes I just don't sit right with some people. So yeah, that's also nice. That's a good thing though. A hot take. And we can, 100%, we can do a part two. We can be like, let's take it out of the bedroom. How do we talk to people about anything else? You know, <laughs> how do we date? We can do an episode on that. How do you date? How do you date? I'm still trying to figure it out. I feel like you're never going to be done figuring that one out. No, never. And then it starts to, how do you be married? Uh, 51% of the population can't figure that one out either. Yeah, no. It's actually 51% is a new divorce rate. Yeah, it's really high. Anyways, that's not what <laughs> Anyways, not to leave on a depressing <laughs> note, but... <laughs> I enjoyed this very much. Aaliyah, any final thoughts? No. None. None. Well then. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts? Um, simple four, just be open about how you feel, the things you like, you don't like, and understand when it's time to walk away. Yeah. Because you never want the person you're with to resent you for not giving them the things that they want or vice versa someone feels like like you're making someone feel like they can't give you what you want right you know like no one wants to feel those types of feelings but i definitely think that understanding you need to walk away is important i agree i think step one learn your boundaries or learn something Learn anything. Learn something about yourself because that's the first step of anything. Know yourself. 
because you can't know anybody yeah. else until you know yourself. until you know yourself. So, thank you so much for being here. I'm so sorry that it was such a shit show. Um, it was a lot going on. Uh, my laptop wasn't acting right at first. The phone was dropping. It, it was a lot. Zoom called me a broke bitch. <laughs> yeah, Zoom did call oh, you a broke. Like back to back, like the reference to the Yeah. Oh my Zoom said, pay or get the fuck out. <laughs> so I got the fuck out. <laughs> and so now we, we're wrapping. But regard, the moral of the story is we got the episode. We did. So it's fine. Zoom and I will have a private conversation tomorrow. But that's my, that's my thought process. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope we did. I thought we're at the very least it was entertaining. This was very entertaining. Um, I feel like if you don't think it was, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. 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 It's unscripted. <laughs> Unapologetic. Wait. Tell us where to find you on your socials. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you guys can follow me on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, on Peking with Coco, so that's K-I-K-I-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-E-O-C-O. I I know it's long, but, you know, bear with me. Type it in. It's Um, worth it. It is worth it. (laughs) You can always check out my website as well at PekingWithCocoPodcast.com. We need a website. Beautiful. Where's our website? Yeah, Jessica. Damn it. Didn't have all this stuff right now today. It was definitely stuff that I've acquired over time. So yeah. we're gonna just stick with it. Good. Well, we will. <laughs> we will. We'll stick this with is it. stick withable. Tonight, tonight is trying my patience with the technical <laughs> difficulties, but I will. Nevertheless, she persisted. Yeah. That's what's in my head right now. So we teased them before. So let's actually go ahead and wrap it. Yeah. It's unscripted. It's unapologetic. It's unlicensed, unlicensed podcast. podcast.